This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Miguel Sasser, 5783, guys. Bez Chaf. The truth is, this Pesach was mentioned earlier. It says, Esther did not tell over where she was given birth from, or her people, like Mordechai told her to do. That was in Pasuk Yud. That's Mamar Mordechai Esther Osa, and the word of Mordechai Esther did, like she did when she was still with him. This, again, in Pasuk Yud, Esther was told, do not say where you're from, do not say what nation you belong to, right? Somehow it was overlooked. Haggai got her through without any problems whatsoever, and she was able to go through without the information. She kept this secret for nine years. Nine years from when she first met her in the beginning of the reign until the 12th year when the Purim story happened. He had to defend her people against someone. It happened the entire time. So the Targum explains what happened. One time Akhajosh asked her where she was from. It could have been later on. We have no idea. And what nationality she was from. Since she technically looked like a bunch of different ethnicities, right? She was greenish. So she technically could pose as one of anything. So Esther refused to say anything, not only to him, but to the advisors and the wise men as well. And that's what the Ibn Ezra says. The Miam Loez said, Esther told the king, tell me where you're from first. Tell me about yourself, she said to Achashverosh. Now Achashverosh did not have good yichus. He did not have good yichus. He was only made king because he was the adopted son of Korish. So when Korish and then he married you know, Belshazzar's daughter, Vashti, who was from the Babylonian kingdom. He had no yichus whatsoever. So he said, I'm a king, the son of a king. And he said nothing else other than that. So she said, I'm a queen, a descendant of a king as well. That's what she told him. So he said, what nation do you come from? So Esther then asked to, asked to speak freely. He said, your majesty, you messed up the first time, right? You had a queen that was an actual queen. And you messed up and you had her killed, okay? If you're going down this path again, you're going to kill me also. And then nobody's going to marry, going to want to marry you and nobody wants to be anywhere near you. He said, you should probably calm yourself down. A king, a true king should have patience. So be patient. I'll tell you when I'm good and ready and you're going to be okay. And if you won't allow yourself to get the better of your curiosity, then you'll be looking for a new queen really soon and it's going to be really bad for you. That's what she ended up saying. So I agree, the king said, but where will I find good advisors? Those advisors, the ones that told me about Vashti, I got to find good advisors. And that's when Esther said, I've got two people for you. Daniel, who was used by Nebuchadnezzar years in the past, and Mordechai, who sits at the gate of the king, who I knew because I was raised by his house. That didn't give away that she was a Jew, because Mordechai apparently raised orphans and took care of any waifs or orphans that were in, in the area of Shushan, and it wasn't necessarily Jewish. She said, Mordechai is an unbelievable person, and he's from the royal blood of Benjamin. Daniel is from the royal blood of Yehuda, so it's the perfect people to go through. Was okay? Mordechai a general anyway? Mordecai was a general before that, right? Okay, so but now a, becomes an advisor. Now, more than that. Now you get something more than that, and that's the idea behind it. But also accomplish something else. Everyone knew she grew up in Mordecai's house. They thought it was no Gabadabra. But then Mordecai said the silliest Man. thing in the world. Thank you. And Mordecai said the absolute silliest thing in the world. He said, it's time to make a new contest. Maybe there's other girls who will want to be in. Maybe there's other girls who are going to want to do this. So therefore, get everything ready now. Get everything ready for you to go now so that you can have another contest all the way through. Once Mordechai said that, they realized that Esther could not be a Jew. Because if she was really a Jew, why would Mordechai have suggested to find another girl? So Mordechai suggesting to make another contest and get all these girls together, be covets besulos shenis, to do it a second time, was the proof that she could not have been Jewish. And that's the idea behind it. Miam says, originally Mordechai knew in a vision that she was going to save the Jews and she was going to build the second base of Mikdash, and therefore it was imperative that she becomes queen, that she should be the queen itself. That's the idea. Rashi says that Mordechai didn't say it before she became queen, only after she became queen, I think because he never thought that she would be chosen. He used to sit by the gates and used to tell her... 
this is what you need to do. You have to do this in order to get around all that. Paschek and Aksav shows the humility of Queen Esther. Think about this for a second. Mordechai tells her to do something. It's super hard and she can be killed for it. And yet she still was fine with it. She was listening to every word that Mordechai said to her, even though it put her in tremendous danger. The Malbim talks about this. Miam Loi says, she, look, he was, she was raised by Mordechai. She treated Mordechai as a parent. That's the idea. The Yosef Lekach says the reason that Mordechai originally told her not to see where she was and where she was going because he was afraid if Esther did something to upset him, he would take it out not just on Esther, but on her family, which would have been Mordechai, and on the Jews in general. Because that's obvious. Once Esther does something bad, he's going to go against the entire Jewish kingdom. He vashti, he already destroyed Balshatzar and the whole family of the Babylonians. So there was nothing about that. But if Esther, if he knew where she was from, everybody was in trouble. She said, do not say a thing. That's not only mentioned by the Yosef Lekach. The Vilna Gon said it as well. Even when you're queen, don't say anything for that reason. It could also be that she realized how fickle the king was and everything like that. So for that reason, he stayed away from it. She stayed away from it completely. There's a maral. Okay, the maral over here is an or chadash. He also adds that Mordechai was worried that if she did reveal where she was from, the others would immediately be jealous and they would want their person in the queen's spot. If they knew she was from the Jews or she was from something else, then she would say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Once they didn't know, they were afraid, they can't get rid of Esther because she might be from our nation. So therefore, they didn't say anything whatsoever. The Megillus Asarim says how hard this was. He talks about how hard it was for Esther to do this. Akashverosh did not want to be together with her because he was afraid that she was a mamzeris. And a king can't have a child with a mamzeris. So she refused to tell him and that meant that Ahasuerus could not end up having relations with her because he didn't want to have a family with her. What they have checked her yichus before anyway? Isn't that, like that was what Haggai was supposed to do and somehow she got through it. That's what we said before, right? She got through it and somehow it was okay, which is crazy, but that's exactly what happened. Nonetheless, Esther stayed strong, right? And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell anything. And Ahasuerus still felt this love for her that he couldn't understand. He couldn't explain it. He couldn't say it. He had no idea what it was. She had this chut shel chesed, a string of chesed that came from her that allowed her to be the person that she was, but, and he couldn't get his mind off her. So even though he wasn't able to be together with her, Nonetheless, still, he wanted this woman to be his queen, even if he couldn't find out where he's from. Now, obviously, this completely contradicts, completely contradicts the medrash that Daryavish was a child, Daryavish II was a child of Esther and Ahasuerush. If they never had relations, obviously, she never had a child, right? But the crazy thing about this Megillus Sisarim is that it was completely hidden for years, and he was willing to have her around, even though he wasn't going to be together with her. Second born, because she reveals that she's Jewish, I'm gonna get to that in a second. There is a problem with Daryavish II being Esther's kid, without a question whatsoever. Yeah, it's very, very hard. Probably from Vashti and then whatever it is. But the the problem is the Medrash Rabbah says straight up. Alright, anyway, I'll get there in a second. Rutsaraka Kohen in the Sefer Resise Lila to Sefer on Miguel Sef says this sounds like it was a bad thing to do. Sounds like it was a bad thing to do. Maybe this is why Haman was successful in making a degree against the Jews. Had Ahasuerus known that Esther was a Jew, he wouldn't have made a decree against the Jews. He would have been like, that's my wife's nation. I'm not going to do that. Haman, right, wouldn't have made the whole thing. The whole Purim story wouldn't have happened. So you look at Mordecai and you're like, that was a bad decision. Had you made it in the right way, then everything would have been fine. But you didn't. And because of that, look, she's, she's, she's the reason well, why this all happened. being Jewish before. Before the decree puzzled mm-hmm. her to the king? Maybe. Maybe. But she was already chosen. 
So I mean, at some point I later. Was there second-class citizenship back then? Or? Maybe, but either way, she's already chosen. Once she's already the queen, what's the problem if you say you're Jewish? Haman won't be able to come out with anything. That's the thought process. He says the crazy of Rav says, no, he couldn't, because had everyone known that she was Jewish, and Mordechai knew this, then Haman would have first gotten rid of her like he got rid of Vashti, and then he would have made the decree, and then we wouldn't have had a woman on the inside. We wouldn't have had a woman right there. It's such an obvious idea. So Baruch Hashem, Mordechai's decision was the best thing that could happen to Klai Yisrael at that time. But how didn't they know that she was Jewish? I said before, like she grew up with Mordechai. Maybe Mordechai took care of the orphans. But do you really think that they wouldn't know that she's Jewish? She didn't slip at some point. Like, Even there's no... She wasn't Jewish, she would have been Like, oh, I missed the gefilte fish. Like, it's... Jews, right? If she's grew up right, Mordechai, you'd assume so. Right, for, for sure, for sure. So you knew that she's around. It's such a strange thing. And wouldn't they know that she was taken from Mordechai's house? Maybe she was grabbed in the street and she wasn't grabbed from Mordechai's house itself. But she had a great relationship with Mordechai. Mordechai's the one that told her about Big Son and Seresh and about their plot against the king. Wouldn't they have put two and together? Wouldn't Haman have figured that out? So the Dibri Shol, Roshol the Amsterdam answers, that Achashverosh eventually figured out the truth. But Esther told him that she was an orphan. And I promise you, I have no idea if I'm Jewish or not. Mordechai did raise me. And I do have a connection with them, but I have no idea if that means I'm Jewish. And therefore, Achashverosh said, okay, it's been six, seven years. By this time, maybe she doesn't have an affinity toward Mordechai anymore. So I'm willing to sign the ksav, that thing against the Jews, because it's been so long and she was willing to do it. That's number one. Number two is for the other Jews, who definitely knew who she was, why didn't the Jews say anything? So the answer is given by the Miyamaloe is none of them dared speak up. Because even if they wanted to say that Lashon Hara, right, even if they wanted to do it, Mordechai had just become a very high-up minister in Hachashverosh's kingdom, and Esther was the queen. Hachashverosh was definitely a tremendous Jew hater. If you put Mordechai in a very high position, right, and Esther is the queen and she's Jewish, and he hated Jews, the Jews were like... One Moser, one Kapo, nothing? Even that, the Jews were like, if we tell on her, they have more power than I do. So they're going to have me killed. They're going to have me killed before anything happens. She, they all thought that there was like a secret police thing going on and that Mordecai was infiltrating the kingdom. And they were all super confused. So yes, there were kapos. There were Jews that were sitting there and they wanted to say something, but they couldn't because they knew if they did, something terrible would happen. That's the idea behind what was happening over here. And that's that none of them would get up. That's how the Miam always puts it. According to those who say that Esther only ate kosher foods when she was a queen. Isn't that a dead giveaway? She's eating kosher food. Like, that's a complete... Like, how in the world? Like, I I need... Yeah, I need shechita. I need shechita from a Jew. Right. And she's vegan, right? But it says... Either way. Shari Bina, quoted by the Torah Shlema. That's from Menachem Kasher, number 87, says, She told the king that she was worried that the cooks would poison her food. Because all the cooks were from different nations, and they might want their daughter to end up becoming the king. So they said, "I, I, I can't let that happen. She said pick a nation that you would never take a queen from and have them prepare my food. The only nation that you would never pick to be the queen was the Jewish nation. So they became her official cooks. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? They became her official cooks. So she ended up eating only kosher accidentally because they were the only nation that wouldn't trade her up. Right? That's the idea. Or make her eat poison or anything like that. And then what's the line of Esmaimer Mordechai Estrosa that she always did when Mordechai told her? So Targum says it means she kept Shabbos and Yom Tif while in the palace. She was careful about keeping kosher the entire time and she would not eat even Bishol Akum. So that's what Maimer Mordechai Esther so She did everything Mordechai told her, all the halachos, even 
Hilchos Nida. Hilchos Nida. Rabbi Yirmiya says, Megillah Yudgim Obeis, she would show Dam Nida to the Chachamim. She'd give it to them and she'd say, right, is this kosher or is it Tameh or is it Tahor? And she went over and she was well known for it. The Marshal says, she, we understand this from the extra word Mordechai in the Pasuk. She was doing things that Mordechai told her to do, even Mordechai. Ready? Mordechai stands for Mare Dam Dachi. Right? Mare Dam, she showed blood, that's Memresh and Dalid, Mordechai, Dachi, means Tahor. She would show her blood to see if it was Tahor or not. That's absolutely unbelievable. Furthermore, it says even further than this. And this is a crazy line that's what we're going to spend the rest of this year about. Rabba Barlimo says, we learn from here, that she would go be together with Ahasuerus, lie in the lap of Ahasuerus. She would go to the mikvah and then lie in the lap of Mordechai. That's what she would do. She went from Ahasuerus to Mordechai with a mikvah in between. The Marsha says she didn't follow Hilchos Nida for Achashverosh. She follow, he wouldn't care, obviously, about such things. What did he care? But she did for Mordechai, and she went to the mikvah after finishing the cycle to be Tahor for him. So obviously she wasn't with Mordechai all the time. She was only with Mordechai whenever she was out of Nida. And that's what it means. She would go with, be with Achashverosh maybe wait, for wait, a couple wait. weeks, and then afterward. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Trust were. me, a lot of questions here. <laughs> Tosos asked the obvious question. She says, wait a second. He says, wait a second. There's a halacha. You're not allowed to be together with two men within three months of each other. I Meaning even if a person's husband dies or if a person gets divorced, right? The woman is not allowed to be together with another man within three months because we got to know where the kid's coming from. And within three months, you'll know if it's a six-month baby or a nine-month baby, but you can't be together more than... more. You can't be together with more than one person within a period of three months. This is happening every night. She's going to Achashverosh and then going to Mordechai. How is that mutter? This is what it says over here. Tosa says she used a moch, which is birth control. She used a sponge so that she didn't become pregnant and therefore she wouldn't become pregnant from one of them. Doesn't say which one, but she used a birth control sponge to get around it. Now, this problem is also, I'm not done yet, hold on. The problem is also mentioned by Yaros Devash, Rabionis and Ibshitz, in Chelek Bey's Drushtas. That means, he said, that Esther could not have become pregnant, pregnant from Achashverosh until the 12th year of his kingdom, when the Purim story happened. Because that's when she actually went and said, Kasher Avadati Avadati, I'm going to be lost. She didn't use birth control and she went to Achishverosh fully. But then if the child Darius II came from Esther, which it definitely seems from the Medrash, Achishverosh died in his 14th year of reign. The Purim story happened in the 12th year. Was Darius II two when he became king? That's crazy. And he allowed the second base of Mictish to be rebuilt in, the, in his second year. He was four. Something's wrong with that, says Rabbi Yonas and Eibschitz. Says that doesn't make any sense. It simply can't be. He gives another reason why there would be no issue of Habchana between Achashverosh and Mordechai, but you have to hear this. Why she was allowed to be together with both of them within three months. She only went to the mikvah when she became a Nida. If she went into Nida, she knew she wasn't pregnant. Most pregnant women don't go into Nida. So that's why she went to the mikvah and then was with Mordechai no other time. So once in a while, when she knew she became Anita, she then would be Tovel for her Anita and then go to Mordechai, knowing that she wasn't pregnant. Because why would she have gotten her cycle if she was pregnant herself? Even though such a thing is forbidden me to Rabbanon, and we wouldn't allow it, they didn't have that to Rabbanon back then. The Gzair hadn't been made yet. So that was Mutter, and that's the idea behind it. What an unbelievable line, right? Yeah, go ahead. Multiple issues here. One, the Ashes Ish issue, which is like, I don't know how you can go back and forth. Not married. Not married to, not married to Okay, but he, but Mordechai, if she's married to Mordechai, 
that, that, that for sure, that for sure could have been right. But no, she's she she he's not a Cohen, and she was the Ones. So, Ones keeps going back and forth. No, she she had no choice to be with the king. Every time you're with the king, it's an Ones. That's a straight out Gemara in Sanhedrin. Any time that there's a king that's so, around, that's, that's considered an Ones. Even if she's Baruchso, that's considered an Ones. That doesn't po- doesn't possible her to Mordecai as her husband. No, because it's an Ones. Because it's an Ones. No, and she has to go back. She has no choice. So she is not possible. But, I mean, but the second issue would be it would be a huge like uh, you nefesh thing like a sakana to both of them if yeah. they were to get caught. Yeah. So why would you take okay. that risk? So now us, that brings us to the, the next part. The third issue is uh, isn't that uh, isn't that uh, uh, from Mordechai knowing that she's got a sponge and all that. Stuff? Unless the birth controls by Achashverosh and she was becoming pregnant from Mordechai, which means Darius the second was really his kid. Not Achashverosh's kid. Now that goes against the Medrash, but it's possible. There's a lot of problems okay, here. here. It seems like the, this the, the, is the this is where we get to these, right. This is where we get to the top part. Time him and hug him. Yaros Vash Chelu pays Drushid Gimel and Ain Elio quote the Zohar. Yeah. No, no, no. They all quote the Zohar on page two seventy six in Parsh Kisete, and the Zohar says this: How was Achashverosh Zoche to be with such a tzedekas and a Nevia like Esther? How in the world was he zocher to that? What did he do to deserve this? And they say, in fact, Esther used a different form of birth control. Here's what they say. She created a demoness that looked like her to be with Ahasuerus so he wouldn't need to be together with her. He was never together with her. The demoness took her place. And the name of the demoness was Moch. That's what Tosas meant. It wasn't a birth control thing. It wasn't smart. The name of the demoness was Moch. Now, this is not a regular like shade, shade or whatever it is. It must have been that she took away a part of herself, a raw part, and was able to form that into a being, a physical being, and bring it over to Achashverosh. Which is, I mean, we're talking basically a golem from yourself, which looks like you and acts like you, but it's only the bad part of you seems to be like that. Now, obviously, this is what Tosis used in answer his question. That's why it says toward the end of the Megillah, Bivoa Elamelech. It's in Paraktes, I think, Pasachaf Gimel, when she came to the king. Bivoa is something that only exists by Shadim. The Gemara Nivamas Kufchaf Aleph says that every the difference between a human being and a shade is that a person has a Bivoa de Bivoa, a shadow within a shadow while a shade only has a bavoa, just one shadow. I still have no idea what that means. I've looked up every Mephorish there. I can't find anything on what exactly this is. But nonetheless, that's what the Gemara says. So the diuk is, the inference is, bavoa elamelech. When she came to the king, she wasn't a bavoa de bavoa. She was only a bavoa, one, and that's a shada. So the shada goes through right over there. That's the idea behind it. When the Pusik says, use one yeah, word, that indicates... I'm sorry? Yeah, either way. But that's that. And by the way, I think it makes a little bit of sense because there was darkness inside that room when Ahasuerus was together with him. Remember, the Gemara praised Ahasuerus that he was never together with his wife during the day or in the light. The Gemara praised him for it, which means he was only together with her at night, which means he couldn't see clearly. So maybe there were differences between Esther and this Shada, this Moch, but he couldn't see it because it was that dark. So maybe there were minor differences that he couldn't see. Now, she was only together with Mordecai while the Shada was with him until she had to approach Achashverosh herself to save the Jewish kingdom. From that point on, she was also to be together with Mordecai. Yosef at Tzadik tried doing the same thing with Aishas Potiphar. Zleika, Aishas Potiphar, the wife of Potiphar, tried doing the exact same thing. Instead of having him, he gave her a shade 
of his ilk, like somebody that looked like him. But she knew his tricks. She lived in Egypt and she knew all the magic. So therefore it says, She grabbed onto his clothing really means she grabbed onto his bogad, into his betrayal. And realized that. But Achashverosh, either because he couldn't see it or he wasn't a magician, had no idea and couldn't tell the difference. Now it goes on. The Yaros Devash continues. What? And he's a man. Yeah, it's also the same thing, right? Hold on. Yaruzvash continues that the Sheda ate pig. The Gemara says that Esther ate Kadli de Chaziri. On the side of the Gemara, the Aruch says, oh, Kadli de Chaziri means stalks of lettuce, because Chazeres is also known as lettuce. Maybe that's what you're referring to. But Kadli de Chaziri could be its pig. That's what it sounds like over here. Sides of pig. How was she able to eat that? And the answer is because it was a shade. It was a shade. The Sheda is allowed to eat whatever he wants. She wants, I should say. Esther, in order to convince Mordecai that she was the real deal and not the Sheda, would therefore tovel before being together with him because Shadim cannot deal with water. I don't know why. And there is one Gemara that says that there are Shadim that hide in water, like sprites almost, right? But either way, regardless, that's why she went to the mikvah. She was tovel well, first Shefa before going. So there's something there. Mechashefa, right? So it has to do with magic. But I don't know why it's Shadim specifically. Hold on. It's still there. The Ben Yoyada also mentions this. The Ben Yod is the Ben Yishchai on, what's it called, on this Pasuk. But he adds that this was only when Achashverosh had a desire to be together with her, that she brought in a demon in her stead. That's because creating a Sheda is a very complicated bit of Kedusha involving the Shem HaMafurish. Some of the 72-word name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is very hard to do, that can't be used unless absolutely necessary. And just creating a shade like that is not Mutter. You can't do that. If he wanted to hug and kiss her, says the Ben Yoyada, then she allowed herself to be there and she wouldn't use it. But if she felt, right, she still felt she had to be told for herself to get rid of the Tuma that was on her in order to be together with Mordecai. She didn't want to be disgusting to on that level. But if he wanted to be together with her, then Esther realized that and he made sure she used the shame, immediately put herself somewhere else. And because it was dark, she was able to move out with that thing right there instead of her. And she went to Mordechai's house. But then the Benishchai asked, how did she not get caught going to Mordechai's house? She's the queen. She can't leave the palace like that. Says the Benishchai. I Only the Benishchai can say this. Literally, I don't think anyone else in the world can say this. The same shame that she used to make this demon appear in front of him is the same shame that's used to make yourself disappear. So she disappeared and couldn't be seen by anyone. So she was able to go out of the palace without anyone knowing. And then by the time she was with Mordechai, she was able to be seen. And then she went back, right, when the demon was done. That's when she went to Mordecai's house and no one else saw her do so. Is that crazy? It's crazy. I don't know if it's fully the same shame. But the shame that she used allowed her to not only make a shada, but also to become something. Why does she need to come with herself at the end? Save the Jews, why can't she do the shade thing? Okay, I guess she didn't trust she the shade. Why she didn't. Right? Because she had to be herself and go in. Yeah, but why can't she have a conversation and then, you know, dip out? And then go out and whatever it is? I guess she felt that from now on, she has to give up her life for this. She was willing to be most nefesh. You know what? Maybe she did. We don't know what happened after that. No, I'm saying, but then she... Maybe not, she did. But now she's no longer doing... Right, she said, she thought, like, maybe Yachashur is going to be together with me right now, and then I won't be able to get out of it. But maybe she did. Yeah, but I don't have a right. Then afterwards, she no longer... Yeah, she said, she that's what she said. I don't know if that actually Why? happened. What changed at that point? I, again, because she didn't know what was going to happen now in order to save the Jews, and she was willing to do anything to save the Jews. So if I'm going to have to be together the with her. Does she go back to the old... It could be, I don't know. Deal? I don't know. 
That, that's part of this. Now, Rechaim Knievsky says the craziest thing. He ends this off. He says that in time of the Quran, he wonders how Darius II was a child of Esther and Achashverosh. As I said before, that's in Vayikor Rabba Perak Yud Gimel Simen Hay and Bereshis Rabba Perak Lamites. Right? But the problem is, said Rechaim Knievsky, did you know that Esther was 74 or 75 years old when she became queen? She was old. The Gematria, probably, of Hadassah. Hadassah is the Gematria of 74. So she was 74 or 75 years old when she met Ahasuerus. She can't become pregnant. How did she become pregnant? How is she the mother of Darius II? Even if she gave birth immediately, she's over the age of 60, and there's Gemara, Baba Basra, Kufya, Tessim, that over the age of 60, we can assume that they're never going to have children. You can assume that way. Did a miracle happen that allowed her to have a child with that Russia? And that's Darius II? So it must be this Medrash holds, that Medrash holds that she was really 40 years old, not 75, or coin of the Zohar. I... I'm telling you, from Rechaim Knievsky. According to the Zohar, that she sent a Sheda in her place. A Sheda can give birth past the age of 60. So the Sheda that she had with her, again, the Ra of her, that she sent to Achashverosh, became pregnant with Achashverosh's child. And that child was Darius II. She, he was the child, not of Esther, but of the demon of Esther and Achashverosh. And Esther raised the kid. And therefore, that means the king of the Persia, king of Persia, actually was a child of a demoness. That's Rukhain Kinevsky. This is not, Ben Ishchai is awesome, right? Yaroslavash, Rabbi Yodin Saibshitz, and the Ain Elio are both awesome. But Rukhain Kinevsky says that straight out in time at a crow, which is awesome. So I'm going to end with this, everybody, but just know that there's so much behind this. There were two other pieces that I, I, I didn't want to go through. Maybe I'll go through them another year, but they're still awesome. Absolutely awesome. We'll stop right here, everybody. Shkai.